Hello, everyone. I'm Helena Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Everyone Has a Cool Story, the show that brings to life the amazing stories of everyday people from different backgrounds and from all walks of life, people just like you and me. This podcast is to offer a voice to people whose stories are yet untold. Listen in as I guests reveal what's most important to them and how those events impacted their lives as well as the lives of others. So grab a cup of java or tea and kick back while these cool stories and amazing adventures fill your ears, open your mind, and touch your heart. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, Bless as usual. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my dear friend and avid hiker, Miss Sherry Mack. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you're here. Well, tell me a little bit what got you started hiking. Oh, that's a story. Are you yeah. ready for this? Ready for it. Go for it. <laughs> All right. It is a long line of pretty amazing events that kind of all culminated in this big adventure that happened in 2016 for me. Okay. And it all started with a book. <laughs> I was reading a book. Well, actually, I saw the movie first called um, Wild. And love the movie with Reese Witherspoon. I had to get the book because I love the story. And it's by Cheryl Strayed. And as I was reading this book around that time, I found myself like I just kept freaking out and setting the book down, almost like throwing it because it was, oh. I know, right? It was so, our stories were so parallel that uncanny details. <laughs> it just wow. kept like blowing my mind how much um, Cheryl's story and my and mine were kind of along the same lines. But the gist of the, the deal is that she had her mother passed away when she was a young lady. And my mom passed away when I was a young lady. Cheryl kind of utilized nature as a way to heal from her mother's passing. And of course, I'm all about nature and I love, I grew up in the country, spent a lot of time in in my childhood in the woods and it was like my, it was my solace. It was my place to heal, my place for comfort. So I totally got that, but (laughs) oh gosh, there were so many things. Um, First of all, uh, we were both really young when our mothers, you know, left us. Cheryl's mother died of cancer, but my, my mom killed herself. So a little bit different, but, you know, still we're motherless at a young age. Um, Cheryl's mother was 45 when she passed. And my mom was 45 when she passed. Really? And wow. it just, the list goes on and on. I really couldn't tell you all the things that were so similar to our story, but it got me thinking. And here's where it gets, in, gets interesting. When I about that time I was reading the book, I was I was in a place where my kids were mostly grown up. They were if they were still at home, they were, you know, in their older teens and were very self-sufficient. So I and I was also in this kind of long term 
on again, off again relationship with a man. So at that time, I kind of found myself kind of searching for myself, you know, because you're done, pretty much done raising your kids. The relationship's, you know, not that great. You're not that committed. What else is there to do? Okay, well, it's time to kind of find myself. And so I would, I had already had a big passion for travel. And despite the fact that I grew up in a tiny little town in the Midwest and didn't really have any travel experience growing up other than just some camping and whatnot, I had an itch to see the world. (laughs) So right out of high school, I took a trip to the Bahamas, which was my first time quote unquote out of the country. I don't know if that counts, but <laughs> it counts. It counts. <laughs> right. <laughs> it all counts. And just oh it does. It does. And it just got the bug, you know, in me and went on to go to Alaska and Hawaii and all kinds of road trips road trips across the states. Even though I was um, mostly a single mom and didn't really have a profitable career in those days, I still found a way, I always found a way to take my kids on road trips. We'd go to the ocean, we'd go to the mountains, you know, just made sure we always had adventure. <laughs> so I had this adventurous spirit. Wonderful. Well, right. Oh, so wonderful to see the world. <clears throat> At the time when I was reading the book, I had taken a weekend for myself and was in some small town in Kansas. I don't even remember some college town at this really cute Airbnb. And I was like, reading about Cheryl and her hike on the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. That's a, that's a long, very involved hike from Mexico to Canada (laughs) that is on the West Coast. And it can take like, I think three to five months to complete. And I'd read a couple other stories about people who'd done something similar. Like I said, it's called a through hike. So I was like, okay, well, let's see. Maybe I could do something like Cheryl did. And so that weekend, I was like, I want to find a hike. And I hadn't really done any hiking before. But here's the funny part, quote, unquote, uh, uh, synchronicity, you know, uh, coincidence. I had purchased a pair of hiking boots the Christmas before when my uh, boyfriend and I had gone to Colorado and just on a whim, I bought a pair of hiking boots. So I happened to have a pair of hiking boots. <laughs> <laughs> happened to have a weekend to myself and did some research and found a nearby hike called the um, Tall Grass Prairie Preserve in Kansas. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going for it. And guess what? What? That was the weekend of my mother's birthday. <sighs> really? Coincidentally. So literally on her birthday, Sunday, February 28th, 2016, I took my first hike. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Here's the rub, though, and it was literally a rub. The hiking boots I had bought were too big, and I was completely uneducated at this time, had no clue what I was doing. Did a six-mile hike, which was just beautiful, but ended up with like 10 blisters on my feet. It was the last couple miles were just pretty much a living hell, but (laughs) so six mile hike for someone who's never hiked before. That was, that was something, at least it was a prairie and it wasn't like mountains. Right. I can't even imagine. (laughs) I mean, I saw the movie and I think she threw her hiking boots away. Yes. (laughs) She she 
one one fell down the mountain and then she just threw the other one out and she's like fuck it <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so I felt really great like I had really done something it was just this like amazing feeling of accomplishment it wasn't you know that big a deal to some people's standards but for me it was huge yeah and I just felt so good but so having read Cheryl's book or I was reading it at the time I'm thinking about how she was kind of she used that trip that hike to heal with her mom I was like, okay, let's see what we can do. Now, <clears throat> so mother passed on, took her life when I was 16. At this point, I'm 45. So a lot of years have passed, right? But mm. obviously something like that is can still be pretty raw. I had taken some time, maybe five, five or six years prior to that, doing some deep work with another woman, with a therapist, who does something called a resonance repatterning. Okay. And we went pretty deep for a couple of sessions on doing some healing work around that whole thing, you know, mom's suicide. So I felt like, you know, I was pretty healed with it and we were fine, but I had never really thought about talking to her. Right. Okay. She's on the other side of the veil, but I could still talk to her. I thought, well, okay, let's give this a go. So on that six-mile hike, which took me all day, <laughs> I spent a lot of time talking to mom. And it was actually really, really nice. I was like, okay, I can see where this could be you know, pretty therapeutic. Well, as I'm hiking along, a lot of realizations are coming in, like this perfect storm of uh, this confluence of coincidences that just were mind-blowing. Not only was it her birthday – but I realized that I was the same age that she was when she died. I was 45. Oh. I thought, okay, this is interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So my next thought was, okay, okay. Mom never saw 46 and beyond. I'm going to turn 46 this October. Well, mom, I'm talking to her. Let's do something really badass for our birthday. I'm going to take you into 46 where you've, you know, where you've never been before. And we're going to do this together and it's going to be amazing. So I decided right then and there, it was February, but by October, I was going to do something epic for her, for my birthday, you know, bringing her along with me. Yeah. So I decided I was going to try my own through hike and so the decision was made that day. Okay. So after that, I decided to, if I was going to take this adventure with her over the next six months that would culminate in my birthday, that I would have, I, I wanted something like a token that I could take with me okay. and that would kind of represent her. So the next step I did was go to a, a local jewelry shop. And if you're in Kansas City, it's called Vulcan's Forge, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Locally owned and beautiful. And I picked out this ring that had mom's birthstone, and it's her birthstone's amethyst, so it had some amethyst purple stones, but it also had some green stones. It was peridot, and I love green, and I love this shade of green, and green is the color of healing, Right. Right. So I was like, well, how perfect. So I bought the ring. I still have it on today. <laughs> Never lost it. And what I did in the ensuing months was 
take a bunch of hikes around. Like I said, I had the time and the resources to be able to do this. And I hiked in Kansas, Missouri, Colorado, Florida, Tennessee, North Carolina, just all over the place. Wow. Had some amazing adventures. But everywhere I went, every epic waterfall or beach or whatever, I took a picture of my hand with the ring on it and just kind of documented the journey, right? Right. So we, well, I got, first of all, I got boots that fit better. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, mo- yeah. mom and I hit the road and we did a lot of hiking that, that six months. Now, also, I knew I needed to start getting some equipment if I was going to do this through hike. So I picked the Arizona Trail because it's much shorter than the Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> it's like 800 miles. I'm like, okay. And it usually takes about two months to do the Arizona trail. And I'm like, I could take two months off. I could do that. So that was my goal. And I started to get the equipment and the backpack and whatnot. And then not long after I started to study about the Arizona trail, I lost the book that I bought about the Arizona trail. It was the most bizarre thing because I don't lose stuff. And it just disappeared, gone. I, I looked everywhere and I was like, what the heck? So being me, I'm like, okay, maybe that's a sign. <laughs> okay. So I thought, okay, maybe that's not the thing for me. At the same time, coincidence, I get this email from uh, this company called Sounds True. And it's a publishing company based out of Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they sell all kinds of materials that have to do with uh, like spiritual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this email from Sounds True that Eckhart Tolle, one of their authors, is going to be in Costa Rica in October. Wait for Um, it. Right around my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? Okay. I'm going to take that as a sign. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or Arizona. Him or Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona, Costa Rica. Arizona, Costa Rica. Hmm. Yeah. That was a tough choice, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plus my favorite author. I'm just like, who changed my life? I'm like, yes. Yes. He's so definitely I, one of my favorites too. Oh my God. The best. Right? So I did some research and found out that to fly to Costa Rica was is very economical. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. Plus I, I, Technically, you know, I hadn't left the country before because I didn't even need a passport to go to the Bahamas back in the day. It was just a uh, birth certificate. So I changed my plans, got a one-way ticket to Costa Rica. (laughs) I got my passport, right, and then started shifting my focus on equipment purchasing. And this is really cool. I got some equipment that I bought for the trip. was secondhand and two pieces, two of the biggest pieces of this backpacking adventure was the backpack and the tent, right? Okay. So the backpack I got from my friend Sarah, who has backpacked Europe with this backpack. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, give me that good energy. (laughs) Yes, yes. I loved it. (laughs) And the tent, so a backpacking tent is very special. It's very specialized equipment. And it's got to be really light and really small, but you know, quick setup, quick tear down. And so when you when you have this backpacking tent, you could lay it next to a large water bottle. It's water bottle. That's the size. It was really oh quite amazing. Is, yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't know the weight of it, but it was pretty light. That came from my friend um, who has traveled from Hawaii to 
overseas and she had that tent in many amazing places. And so I knew that it had a lot of good energy too. So I was really excited about this. No doubt. I was like, this is all coming together. <laughs> now, because I was traveling to a, I guess you'd consider a third world country or whatever. I don't know if you say that or not, but you know, just a foreign place for the first time as a single woman. There's a couple of things I bought that were really cool for that trip that I wouldn't have bought if I was just doing a hike here. One was a, a purse kind of like, but it had a strap that you'd sling it across your shoulder and the strap would go across your body, right? Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Keeping that, that purse closer to your body and safer. Yes. And definitely. this equipment was awesome. It had, had some kind of material in it that prevented people from being able to like scan your credit cards. I, I don't know what that's called, but you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? IF, IF something. I know what you mean mm-hmm. though. Yep, yeah. Yep. So it was protecting all my valuables. I also wow. bought this little thing that you strap on your waist or your, your chest or wherever. Fanny pack? It's like a tiny, tiny little fanny pack. Tiny. Okay. You put your money and your ID and your passport in it. And you strap it right to your body under your clothes. Oh, I yeah. heard of that. That's yeah. great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to have one of those just for, you know, if I'm going to like say leave my bag in a hostel and I want to take a day trip, then you'd put your valuables, you know, there where no one could even know you have it. Right. Of so there was that. And then the other piece was this really cool um, wire mesh net kind of like thing that you were able to encompass your backpack and now hiking backpacks are huge right right this thing will expand and encompass your entire backpack and you cannot cut through the wire it's like takes i don't even know what to cut through it so it just can't be done right like kind of like an armor armor through your backpack yes and it but it's still like it's still like a net kind of still flexible and it will cover it and then close and then you um padlock it to something that's like a pipe or a pole or something that's immovable right right so that way you can secure your backpack take your day bag and go do stuff go shopping or whatever so, that's clever right okay. i yeah. learned so much that summer <laughs> preparing for this wow trip. <laughs> yeah even that's awesome uh-huh so you know, gathering this equipment, doing the research on Costa Rica, brushing up on my Spanish with the, I think, Duolingo app. Because I'd taken a couple years in high school, but yeah, that was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) We won't say how long, no. So preparing for Costa Rica was, you know, really, really kept me motivated and excited. Like I said, I did a lot of practice hikes and stuff. Well, okay. So here's some things I learned (laughs) later. One thing is you can't just buy a one-way ticket to a foreign country. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering about that. Little did I know. (laughs) Oops. Little lessons we learn along the way. So (laughs) I'm at the airport and I find this out. (laughs) (laughs) Did they make you buy the ticket right there? Yep. Like when you come in back, right? At at the counter at the airport. I had to buy a return (laughs) ticket. (laughs) Okay. I've learned since that you can have, you can even just have a bus ticket from, from say Costa Rica to Nicaragua or something, Panama. Right. You don't have to, (laughs) 
but I, you know, I'm clueless. I'm standing there at the counter like, uh, 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 okay, okay. So I bought something that was like six weeks out and just bought a, plane, okay. a return flight and like, whatever, I'll figure it out. And you could always like cancel it and rearrange your, tri- your trip or right. a cool thing you can do if you're somewhere like that where you can only stay for a certain amount of time, 30 days or whatever, is just to grab a bus ticket across this, the country border and take a weekend in Panama or whatever, come right back and stay another 30 days or whatever it is. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> so I pretty much left my six weeks, whatever, two months I was planning, wide open in Costa Rica and just planned to explore. I did set um, myself up for the first two nights in a like an Airbnb in okay. I think it's San Jose where I landed the capital city yeah busy busy yeah oh that was crazy that was crazy once you get out of it once you get out of San Jose the rest of it's just <sighs> fabulous and I knew and I'd read enough to know <laughs> <laughs> don't make any assumptions about the rest of the country based on the capital city. <laughs> oh, please don't. No, no. Right? It's the same in Honduras. Same exact experience. But so I land there and I had a couple of days to kind of just center and ground and get used to, you know, leaving the country, get used to the 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of darkness. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird when everyone's like, it's dark at five o'clock. Yeah, and that's all the time. Yeah. It's really close to the equator. So that's exactly so equal equal day and night. That was that was a that was a very different experience. (laughs) Had to kind of adjust because being a single woman, I didn't really go out at at night (laughs) for obvious reasons. Uh Uh-huh. So I had to like get used to going to bed early. But I got up at five when the sun came up. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Get a nice early start to your day. Then I knew I wanted to go to the East Coast and explore and then make my way to the West Coast and explore. So uh, after a couple of days, I took a bus to um, Puerto Viejo mm. and went, stayed there for a couple of weeks, then Cahuita. And then the next adventure was just crossing the country. I, this is the last part of the story I want to share. Okay. Because yeah, Costa Rica is the size of like West Virginia, right? <laughs> It's not that big, but it took me an entire day to navigate my way across the country. And it was van to bus to taxi to, (laughs) it's just, it's crazy. Costa Rica has what, seven or nine volcanoes, a lot of mountains in that tiny little country. And to, you know, get through that. Plus there's like one main road that goes across. (laughs) Right. That sounds about right. (laughs) Is that an adventure riding on a a road in a country like that? Because it's it's two lanes and there's big trucks and bicycles and pedestrians and taxis and all sharing one road. It's insanity. (laughs) And from what I experienced, they don't believe in personal space. A a bus can be inches in front of another car. It's like the brake. Just in that nick of time. It's, it's pretty terrifying. Oh, it's insane. And then, so you try not to watch. You're like sitting in one of the seats and you're like, I'm, I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch the road in front of me. I will have a heart attack. 
That's about right. Uh, plus they pack in, I would say there's 50 people that get on this bus. They'll pack in a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Stand your room only. <laughs> yes. Even if it's like a three hour bus ride, it's standing room. It's no joke. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> but I made it to the other side, to the Pacific side and got to stay in Tamarindo. Here's the, here's, here's the climax. So within that six weeks was my week with Eckhart. And my dream, my my birthday, everything culminated here. And I, it was an all inclusive resort. So think about, I'm hiking, I'm in hostels, I'm, it's hot, and then all of a sudden, after three or four weeks, I land in an all inclusive resort with air conditioning, being pampered at every turn, massages on the beach. You know, it was such a shock. It was such a shock to my system but loved every minute of it had the best time and 500 of us in an auditorium with Eckhart for five days was pure pure magic and it changed my life and had a couple weeks left after that to kind of explore the the Pacific side and just had an amazing time had a big hike down into the peninsula there and saw a bunch of um Capuchin monkeys were like a whole troop of capuchin monkeys were around me on this hike and I was all by myself and that whole day was another whole story but <laughs> it was oh, just magical. They're just so adorable too. Oh they're so cute and little <laughs> babies were riding on their mom's backs and they were just adorable but that that was my my grand climax was from Kansas to Costa Rica in six months with my mother and lots of pictures and I loaded all those pictures on a Facebook um, album called mom and me oh, and just documented awesome. the whole experience. And it was awesome. It was awesome. That's my story. <laughs> well, can we link to that in case you want to see some of those? Yeah. Pictures? Yeah. Let's do oh, that. Awesome. I love it. Uh, what we'll do is uh, some of the things that you mentioned, we'll put, add these to the show notes. So the listeners can learn more about the repattering and the different backpacking essentials that you I have. I love it. I love as it. As well as the uh, mom and me. I think people really resonate with that. And definitely the book Wild was so inspirational. It just it really took my life in a whole new direction. It was fantastic. I yep. can only imagine. I, I saw the movie and that was incredible. So yes. I'm actually looking forward to reading the book. It's so good. <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, let's do the rapid fire questions. Are I'm you ready? ready? I'm ready. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Who or what has been the biggest or most profound influence in your life? So I have to say threefold because I have to definitely say Wild and Cheryl Strayed because you just heard that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eckhart Tolle. Um, as far as like my mental health, he really shifted everything in my life and pretty much saved my life at one point. So Eckhart Tolle and then Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is who started it all for me with the four-hour work week yeah. and lifestyle design that changed everything in my life. Like mm -hmm. I started to think in a whole new mindset between Tim Ferriss, Eckhart, and Cheryl. <laughs> well, wonderful combo. Yes. Yes, the trifecta. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, then, uh, what is your favorite? This guy sound redundant now, but 
What is your favorite book, artist, movie that you would recommend our listeners to check out? Right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I guys. A but... Few, but here's what's funny <laughs> is I do have something else to add. And okay. that's um, The Alchemist is my favorite book. Very and good that book. is the one that I would, that I give to, you know, the most to people because it is all about going for your dreams and finding your own personal legend. And that is probably the best book ever. <laughs> so that's it. The Alchemist. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I read that a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I probably read it like three times. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All okay. right. And third question. What advice would you give to your younger Sherry self if you could go back in time? Yeah, this one is, there's no contest on this one. I would tell myself to, to and I tell my kids this, never make a decision in the moment, like a, especially a life-changing decision based on your emotions in the moment. Mm. That has been my biggest bane in my life was, was making knee-jerk reactive decisions and really disrupting my life and my kids' lives in a big way based on how I felt in the moment where other times when I actually would make all these plans but would sleep on it the next day, I was fine again and I didn't take the action and it was a different story. So I've learned oh, too late in life for me now, never too late, but tell my kids, don't make any big decisions when you're in an emotional, uh, like a high emotional state. And that can go either way. You could be totally in love and want to get married the next day yeah. or you can just stop this person, just kick them out. So yes. Yes. It could go yes. either way. So absolutely. Nice. Yep. That's the one. And yeah, I live right now. I live by that and try to help my girls to remember that today. <laughs> there you go. That's wise wisdom. That's mm-hmm. wise advice. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Well, Sherry, uh, we're about done here, unfortunately. Uh, what's the best way for people to uh, follow your adventures? Ooh. I would say go ahead to shaktibliss.com and we'll – We'll put that link in, right? And I'd say my adventures might be on that website. Okay. (laughs) And I'll also uh, add the link to Mom and Me as well. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sherry. It has been a blast. (laughs) Hey, Helena. I appreciate this so much. I love being able to share that story because it's very obviously very near and dear to my heart. And just be able to talk about it just makes me relive the whole thing. And it's fantastic. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think a lot of our listeners will be able to really resonate with with, uh, everything you shared today. So thank you. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) You you have a wonderful rest of the weekend. And we'll talk soon. You too, sweetie. That was Miss Sherry Mack sharing her hiking experience and the connections she made along the way. Be sure to check out the notes for the links and hiking gear mentioned during the show. Meanwhile, if you have a cool story you wish to share, please feel free to send a message through anchor.fm slash what's your cool story. Or you can hit me up on facebook.com what's your cool story. We would love to hear your ideas for the show and even share your story with your listeners. Have an awesome week and may each day be your cool story.